Booker Tov, today's stop is the Kufi Nesin Yuvamas, as we learned for four Shlem for Yosu, as real Ben Chami Chalan, Elizabeth Ben Rubel, right from the top of the page. Ruben had two wives, number one and number two. He went with number one overseas, no children, nobody had any children, and number two stayed home. Now, Ubov Amrla Mes Ba'alech, and they come in and tell that your husband's dead. Bov Amr, like multiple. So there's, let's say, two Adam. Adam said, your husband died. No problem with that. So isn't she, what's her story? There's a Yavam back home. There's a brother-in-law also. Now, there were no children. She had no children. And her sister-in-law, number one, who went overseas, also had no children when they left. But what should she do? Maybe she had children while they were overseas. Most women get pregnant. So the mission says, she can't get married Lashuk. She can't get married, you know, to outside of the family because there's a case, there's a Yavam over here. Her husband, Rubain, had a brother who's waiting, you know, waiting, uh, waiting his turn. And he might, uh, you know, he can perform Yibam. So she can't get married to Shuk because there's a brother here. So why shouldn't she, so shouldn't she marry Shimon? Shouldn't she perform Yibam? Either wife could perform Yibam, right? But shouldn't this one perform Yibam? Below the Siyam, she shouldn't get make Yibam also. Why? Maybe number one who went overseas with them, they went on a nice trip together. Maybe she got pregnant. And if she's pregnant, there is no Yibam. It's also to Yibam. So you say, okay, so let Shimon give her Chalitza, let's say, right? Let her give her Chalitza. We'll talk about that. Okay, but the first, the point is that, again, what was the case? Reuben went overseas with one of his wives, number one, left number two at home. And now there's a report that number one is that, that, that Reuben died. Now we know he's dead because there's Adam that he died. So we know there's a, there's Adam that he died. So we have to accept the Adam. But the question is, Adam didn't know, maybe the wife is pregnant. If they know for sure that the wife isn't pregnant or the wife died also. Okay, so if there's a Yavim here, she makes even more Chalitza. But we don't know. She can't get married to Shuk. Why? Because, because maybe she's supposed to have Yibam with Shimon. But she can't make Yibam with Yibam because maybe her sister-in-law, went, her co-wife, not her sister-in-law, her co-wife went overseas. Maybe she's pregnant. So what do you do? She has to wait. She has to wait. Ah, you have to have a live baby in order to pot to her from Yibam. But, but, uh, and, and, uh, she do anything. She, no, pregnant, no, if she's pregnant, you're afraid maybe you'll have a regular baby. She's pregnant now, and if there's a baby there, you can't have him. See if no, okay, it doesn't make any difference. But right now, you know, you know she's pregnant. You can't, you can't make even because maybe there was a live baby there. Now you can't do chalitzas. We'll see also during that time because during the time that she's pregnant, because because it won't work until the the, the baby only potters when it's really born. When it's born, then it potters even. But if she's pregnant, you can't you can't uh, perform even because maybe maybe it's going to be a live baby. So so the the, the live baby actually potters her to get married Lashuk once the baby's born. But the chalitza also does not work while she's pregnant, as we'll see. So we'll talk about that. What is her what is her option? So because maybe the tsara, maybe number two, number one, who went overseas? Ruben went overseas. Number one, and number two is home. And now number two gets a report that Ruben died. You know that he's dead, but maybe number one is pregnant. Maybe she's not. If she's not, fine. Then you can make you make even with Shimon. But if she's pregnant, you can't make even with Shimon, right? She's pregnant. 
So therefore, you don't know what to do. So he has to wait. Right now, she could, she shouldn't get married, Lashuk, but she also shouldn't make Yibam until she finds out whether the lady was pregnant. How long is that? We'll see in the Gemara. Now, let's say, let's say that wasn't the case. It wasn't the case where uh, you're worried about the wife, she's pregnant. Just her husband went overseas, but the husband still had a mother-in-law. Uh, still had a mother, her mother-in-law, right? Now the question is, let's say they got a report, her husband went overseas and reported that he died, but his mother was also, her husband's mother was also overseas. Maybe she had a baby. She had a baby, maybe as a brother. Maybe she has to form Yibam. It went away for a while, right? Maybe, maybe she had a baby. You're not worried. So we're not worried about that. Why are we not worried about that? We'll see. Don't forget, in the case where it's, it's of the co-wife having a baby, any baby would pot, any live baby, viable baby would potter her from Yibam, right? If you had husband left any children. In the case of the mother-in-law, it's only if she had a viable son, a Yavam, right? And as we'll see, the odds of the majority says that she didn't have a viable son because it's 50% that she could have had a girl, and right? And even if she had a boy, the boy might have been a, a miscarriage. So the, you know, there's a certain percentage, let's say 2% are miscarriages, right? And 50% and, uh, are females. So it's 52 to 48 that there's no son there. So it's the Malaya, but let's say she, let's say the mother-in-law went pregnant, then you have to worry, if she was pregnant, then there's, uh, yeah, there's She's out, she's with the child, then you have to be concerned that maybe there's a boy there because she's also pregnant. Now, most women get pregnant. Maybe she's an older woman. In other words, we don't know if she's pregnant and we don't know if she's pregnant. Even if she had a child, the odds are 52 to 48 that it wouldn't be a son who can form Yibam, even though it'd be a baby and all that, you'd have to wait, all that, but that's not the issue. The issue is, are you concerned that there's a male son there? If she, if she went out pregnant, then you have to be concerned about her. You don't have to be concerned about it because as we said, maybe she maybe she miscarried, and even if she didn't miscarry, it's 50-50 in Kavis or Zachar. My heats are rustic. So the Mishnah said, uh, you shouldn't get married in the first case, right? Where your Reuben went overseas with her co-wife, number one, and they reported that he was dead. She shouldn't get married because she shouldn't get married because maybe she has to make even. She shouldn't make even until she finds out whether her tsara is pregnant. What's the lesson? My heats are rustic. Just say my Why my why is that lotion of Shema Muberis Hitzras? Maybe her tsara is pregnant. You only be concerned about number one. Maybe he took another wife there, number three and number four. Why aren't you worried about that? That you that far you don't have to go. Maybe he also got married there too. And he took other wives. That far, we don't have to go. Knows, how far do you have to be concerned? So you only have to be concerned as far as number one is concerned. If you know, let's say number one died, then there'd be no problem. Number one died, and there were no children. So she makes Yibam more Chalitza with Shimon. If she knows that, uh, that uh, number one did have a baby, then fine. Then she's free to marry Lashuk. But she, you don't have to be concerned that maybe he took another wife there, number three and number four, that you don't have to be concerned. So the commission said, I understand why she shouldn't perform Yibum to Shimon. Why? Why? The Dilma Ma'abra, because maybe number one is pregnant to Kapaga Baisha And now you're if you marry Shimon, it's Aisha Sakh Shlav Mitzvah, the over Daraisa, Isra Kares. Ella Lotinase, why shouldn't she get married Lashuk? Amai, Halakha Rob Nashim. Why don't you assume that she could marry Lashuk? 
Num- Reuben went overseas with number one. Most women get pregnant. So she, and any baby would potter from evil. Most women have children. So why don't you just assume, okay, you went overseas. They probably had a child. Most people, most, most marriages end up with children. Most people get pregnant and they have children. At least Jewish people, you know, let's assume that. Money goes like Rameir, who's concerned about the Mir. We find many places Rameir is choshish for the Mir. So even though normally go bus a row, but he says you have to be concerned about the Mir. So here too, maybe you're concerned about the minority. There's a minority of people who don't get pregnant. So that's why she can't marry Lashuk. Why? Because maybe, maybe indeed number one did not get pregnant. And therefore there's a case of even, so she can't marry Lashuk. Who say you don't be, you're not concerned about the meat. Why? He has Lord Abundant. first one said this. When the Abundant say you go bust a robe in all cases, Ruba the Isa come on. When the majority is in front of you, for example, go and you you there were nine stores selling kosher meat and one store selling non-kosher meat in this area. And you found a piece of meat. Uh, uh, you went into you, you you found a piece of meat in the street, and you don't know which one it came from. That's not marked. You can go bust the rub, you can eat the meat, right? Because the rub is in front of you. You have nine stores, and one store is nine against one. You can eat the meat. Of course, most religious Jews wouldn't eat it. Uh, I don't know, but but technically you could eat it. Go bust the rub. It's in front of you. Or Sanhedrin. Sanhedrin says 12 people say it's a, it's a capital case. 12 people say he's innocent. And 11 people say, 11 judges say that he's guilty. 12 to 11, you go bust the rub. The rub's in front of you. There's 23 guys here. You go bust the rub. That's a robe that's in front of you. Avruba de Lesikaman. Avruba de Lesikaman means it's statistically valid, but it's not in front of you. For example, we know, let's say that uh, most, uh, most uh, people uh, get pregnant, or most people, or 50% are, are, are uh, boys, 50% are girls. It's not like the, the, we haven't counted them in front of us. It's not here. It's a statistical thing. It's called the Ruba de Lesikaman. It's not in front of us. Avruba de Lesikaman lost her, but So therefore, What's the majority over here that most people have children? That's not a majority that the that the rabbis go with because it's not in front of us. It's a statistical thing. And maybe the rabbis, so they could say, even though the rabbis would go bust a robe, here they are concerned about the meat because it's a it's not a robe that's in front of us, like right here in front of you, two to one or 12 to 11 or nine to one. It's not in front of us. So Morris says, yeah, but that's not the case because uh, very cut and lektana. What about a case of a cut and lektana? What are we speaking about? Most children, most young boys don't grow up to be a sarus, a, a sterile person, uh, and most women don't grow up to be an islandist. And there the rabbis do go, that's also a statistical thing. It's not in front of us. The rabbis do go, according to Rob, says, should not do chalitza or yidum. Not do chalitza or yidum. If, if, there's, if they're not bar mitzvah, no chalitza, no yidum. I understand why they can't do chalitza. Right? If a boy or a girl is not bar mitzvah, you can't do chalitza because it's ish kasapasha. It says man, right? But ish says the ish. Says ish. Ish has got to be bar mitzvah. Makshin and ish alish. There's a hekish between woman and man there. So we know they have to be bar and bar mitzvah respectively. So if either party, if either the yavam or the yavama is not bar mitzvah, we understand that they can't do chalitza. I can't do yibam. So what if she's nine or ten? What if he is nine or ten? Why can't you do even there? Amalahem, so he told them, cut and shame is The concern is this: the cut might turn out to be a saris, in which case there's no mitzvah yibum, and it's a shlav mitzvah. 
They'll be in evidence. They'll be. They'll be. Uh, they, they will uh, be. They, they will have performed, acted upon a uh, a, a, um, a a prohibited uh, marriage. A prohibited marriage. It's an erva because you're marrying your sister-in-law shlomakom mitzvah. So I understand that. So he's concerned. Maybe she'll be a island, so he'll be a saurus. Rabbanon savri zobasarokhtan rokhtanim rokhtanim lavsri zino. We're not concerned about the small minority of uh, sterile men or the sterile women. That's a very small minority. Look at the rov. Zobasar, you look at the rov. Rovtanim lavsri zino. Zobasarokhtanus rovtanus lav islandus zino. And that's a statistical rov. It's not in front of us. It's not like we say, okay, we have five kids over here. Four out of five are not sterile. It's not because that's a statistical thing. It's where it's going. So you see the rabbis go basarov in all cases. So why over here don't you say basarov? Why don't you say that number two who's at home can get married? Because the assumption is that number one got pregnant. Most women get pregnant. Best to say the Mishnah goes like her mayor, who says, yeah, most women do get pregnant, but maybe she didn't. And maybe if she's not pregnant, not, neither number one, number two had any children. That means Reuben died with no children. And there would be a case even so she can't marry Lashuk. The Gemara says, "Mayu kim If it goes like a mayor, aim a safe. The safe says, Let's say it's not a case of a co-wife. It's a case where the man went overseas and his mother went overseas also. Uh, you don't have to be concerned that maybe she had a baby. Maybe she had a baby boy. Why aren't you concerned? Well, most women, she's uh, she's not you know past menopause. She probably uh, got pregnant, and most women do have children. To, and uh, the oldest, well, me at Mapilos. The answer is because there's a small percentage who who miscarry. The whole and the ones who do give birth, machzus char machzun kevus fifty fifty. Some of mutal of Mapilos the machzun kevus. So if you add up the me at the two percent, let's say who are mapil against the and the fifty percent of who are born who are females, so it's fifty two. Rav the char me and the charm are a minority, but still velechus. So if they're a minority, according to your mayor, if you say it goes according to your mayor. You say why? You said that if he has a, if she has a mother-in-law, you're not concerned about it because you're not concerned why? Because it's uh, let's say 52 to 48. But according to mayor, you would be concerned because he's choshish for the meat. There's a meat. So what? Why? If you say a mishnah goes like a mayor, choshish for the meat, and that's why in the first case of the mishnah, she doesn't marry Lashuk because maybe number one did not have it was not pregnant. Maybe number one's not pregnant. She has to go fall yibam, and therefore she can't do yibam. Why? Because maybe she had a baby. Right, because maybe there were maybe number one was pregnant, but she can't marry Lashuk, right? Because maybe she wasn't pregnant. But aren't most people pregnant? Oh, the answers are going like her mayor who's hoshish for the me. And most people do get pregnant, but maybe she didn't get pregnant. So therefore she can't therefore number two can't at home cannot marry Lashuk. Okay, but if it goes like her mayor who's worried about the me, why in the case with the mother-in-law aren't you concerned about the me there too? Maybe she maybe the the her husband went overseas. They report he's dead, but maybe his mother had a son. Okay, the son is only 48% that she'd have a son, right? You go, but the answer is, so why are you concerned that maybe there's a, there's a, in other words, that her, that the, that Reuben who died had a brother. Maybe it's because this reason, even her mayor, because since what happened, this man, this man went overseas and he had no brothers and he left his wife at home, but he took his mother with him. His mother was overseas also. And therefore, there was a chazaka when he went overseas that if he died, his wife would make Yibam, would, would be would be Lashuk because she, there was no brothers. So since there was a chazaka Lashuk, he's not worried about it because they have a chazaka there. So Reisha, so the Gemara says, Reisha, just to leave and see. So in the road about the first case, 
where, the, where, where Reuben went overseas with number one, his wife, and number two was at home, and there was no children. So there was a chazaka that if Reuben would die, she could make Yibam, either one or number two. So number two could make Musan should go look at that chazaka also. Some Rav Nachman, Rav Avui gives this answer. Reisha, the Isakares, Reisha, in the Reisha, where what? If she makes Eden with Shimon, and indeed, number one was pregnant, that's a case of Kares, because it's Esau, Shlob, Malka, Mitzvah. If your brother's wife, and there's no Mitzvah, make Yibam. Chashu, there they're concerned about maybe she got pregnant, and therefore we say you shouldn't get married, you shouldn't make Yibam. Sefer, which is only an Yisrael What's the Yisrael Lav? Yavam What's the concern over here? That maybe your mother-in-law, maybe your mother-in-law had a baby boy, and you didn't wait for him, and you married Lashuk. That's only an Yisrael Lav. It's not as bad as Kares. <clears throat> so they weren't worried about that. And they said, okay, don't worry that maybe your mother-in-law had a baby boy, and you can marry Lashuk. Amarava, Mechdi, Hadaraisa, Hadaraisa. They're both right. We're not talking like Rashi's. We're not talking about uh, a uh, Rabbana. The Rabbana made a Harchaka a special siog, you know, to be careful. They're not talking about a, a Isid Rabbana, we're talking about the Raisa. You're concerned about the Raisa, whether it's an Isra Karas or Salav, you don't do that. You don't eat, you don't eat uh, a ham sandwich, even though it's only an Isra Lav. It's not Karas, like eating Ganyam Kippur, Shir Seves, but it's still, it's an Isra Lav. What's the difference? You should be worried either case. Mechdi had the Raisa, the Raisa. Mali Isra Karas, Mali Isra Lav. What's the difference between Isra Lav and Karas? Either way, you should be concerned about it. So therefore, why do you say, if you go like like mayor, and that's why you're chayish for the mute and the ratio, and you say maybe she, maybe number one's not pregnant, and therefore you have to fall yibum, and therefore you can't marry Lashuk. And the safe also, you should say maybe your mother-in-law did have a baby boy, only forty-eight percent to fifty-two percent, but that's still for mayor's chayish lamiuta. Elam Rav, you know the reason is ratio. I'll tell you what it is. In the ratio, the chazaka, the presumption is that there's yibum. Why? Because he went overseas, number one, with number one. Neither one, number one, number two, had any children. So there's a chazak that if he dies, there's going to be even that's the presumption. But Ruba Lashuk, but the robe says the opposite. The robe says, yes, but most women get pregnant. So probably when he went overseas with number one, she got pregnant. So the robe says, no Yibam. The chazak says, yes, Yibam, that, that number two here at home should make Yibam with Shimon, Yibam or Chalitza. And the robe says, no, that you don't make Yibam because probably number one got pregnant. The chazaka lord of Kiruba, the chazaka is not as strong as the robe, but by simiyuta de mapilos. But still, even though what? Even though most people get pregnant, maybe number number one probably got pregnant, but there's a small percentage of the ones who get pregnant who miscarry, especially in those days. Right? By simiyuta de mapilos. So some of the So the ones, if she's mapil, then that, then there would be even because there's no child. Right? If there's no child, there would be even. So you have the miyut or mapil that gets added onto the Chazaka that says both of those tell you that there is Yibam, the presumption that when he left town, there were no children. And even if there was a child, maybe it was, it was a miscarriage. So that Chazaka with the Miyat adds up to counter the robe that says that she probably did have a baby and therefore he could, she, number two can marry Lashuk. Samach Lachazaka, you put the map, the Miyat of the Mapil Samach Lachazaka, add that to Chazaka like Palgabaka, so it's 50-50. We want to. Have, in other words, there's a there's a 50-50 chance that there should that she's mutalashuk or 50-50 chance that she make yibum. Why is it 50-50? Because you have a presumption of yibum when he left town. There were no children, and even if number one got pregnant, maybe she was mapil, maybe she would miscarry. So together, the chazaka and that miut adds up to counter the robe that says that she did get pregnant. If she did get pregnant, and there would be no yibum, so that would be again that would be 50-50.
So therefore, she shouldn't get married and she shouldn't make even because it's 50-50 either way. But in the safer with the mother-in-law, the chazaka, what does the chazaka say? When he left town, there were no children and he had a mother, right? He had a mother. The mother had no other children. So the chazaka says that she, he can marry Lashuk. There's no there's no Yavam over there, right? In the second case, nobody to get make even with. So chazaka says she can marry Lashuk. And the robe says she can marry Lashuk. Why does the robe say she can marry Lashuk? Why? Because even if she had a baby, it's 52% that it's not a viable boy. 50% it's a girl and 2% that it's a miscarriage. So it's, so it's a robe that says that she also she can marry Lashuk because there's no Yibam. Now the, the chance that, that, that the mother-in-law had a baby boy is only a mute of a mute, right? In other words, because it's not that it's not that it's a mute. 48% is a is a strong mute, but we have a we have presumption that she can that he can marry that she can marry Lashuk. Why? Because there were no other brothers. When he left town, he had no brothers, he just had a mother, right? And there were no children. So the Chazaka said that she's to the Mary Lashuk if he dies. And the robe says that she can that she can marry the shuk if he dies. Why? So the robe says that if even if she if the mother-in-law had a baby, 50, 52% says that it wasn't a viable male. And therefore, the the, the, the chance that she had a viable male is a miyat of a miyat opposite the chazaka and the robe, because the robe and the chazaka go together. And therefore, she can marry the shuk, and you don't have to be concerned that um, that the mother-in-law had a viable son and she should wait for you. So the mission said, So let's understand something. Okay, is this woman, again, what happened? Reuben went overseas with number one and they reported there was Adam that he died. What should number two at home do? She can't make Yibam. Why? Because maybe number one got pregnant, right? And so maybe number one's pregnant and therefore no Yibam, right? Because your husband left the child. And she can't marry Lashuk. Why? Because maybe she didn't have a baby. Maybe she has to follow Yibam. So what should she do? She shouldn't get married or she make it lola forever. What is she supposed to do? The, 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 the co-wife, number one, doesn't care about her anyway. They're co-wives. She went overseas. What are you supposed to do? How long are you supposed to wait? Number one, every woman who lost her husband, whether died or divorced, has to wait three months, right? Even, even if she didn't, there's no chance that they had Bia recently. He was in jail, he was overseas, whatever, or an island. As we said, there's a general rule. The rabbi said every woman should wait three months for Afghan Sarah to know whose child it was. Okay, but for her, her co-wife, she should wait nine months. Why nine months? The husband's dead. He can't impregnate her anymore, right? From the time that he heard, time that you heard that the husband died, she should wait nine months. Why nine months? And then you can't do chalitza in the middle of the nine months because the chalitza doesn't help while she's pregnant. We had that before. Rashi explains it here too. Maybe she'll be pregnant by Vlachika. And she can't get, you can't, um, you can't get married. Uh, she can't remarry. Why? Because maybe she's pregnant. Maybe number one's pregnant and there'll be a viable child. And the chalitza doesn't potter her, uh, doesn't potter her. Ella Vlad potter, the Vlad potter, but Vlad and a potter, she has left her alone. So wait nine months, total of nine months, three months for herself, and a total of the three months is included in the nine months. Nine months later, she can get married. Why? Because Manavshach, either she does chalitza then. Now she doesn't know where the sister in law is, number one is, right? The number one might have a baby somewhere, not her baby, but a baby that her, that's her husband's baby. She had a baby, she's Mutan Mary Shuk. And if she didn't have a baby, do chalitza now. And now she can get married, right? She can get married, Lashuk. Either, 
Pardon? Because, because the assumption is that from the time that the husband died, he might have impregnated her right then. So you wait nine months until the baby would be born because the chalitza wouldn't help. You understand? The chalitza wouldn't help while she's pregnant and the baby doesn't potter until nine months is over. So after nine months, you know, she, had, she either had a baby or she didn't have a baby. There's no chance that she had a baby a year later because the husband's dead, right? So if you wait in the nine months, that's what the first opinion is. That's what Ziri says. Uh, um, so uh, she has to wait three months minimal like any woman. For her, for her co-wife, she should wait forever. She has to wait till she finds out. If she never finds out, she can have a different. She has to find out whether the co-wife, number one, had a baby or not. She has to wait for her. Why can't you do chalitza anyway? After nine months, do chalitza, like the first opinion said. Here's the problem. If you do chalitza after nine months, do you do chalitza, assuming that, you know, one way or another, but we don't know. Let's say she had a child at the end. Let's say she had a child, and you only found out about it five years later. Meanwhile, she had chalitza. She had chalitza, but the chalitza was invalid. You didn't need chalitza. If there was a child, you don't need chalitza, right? The child had pots you up anyway. And now, and now you have to you have to have an announcement made that the chalitza was not a chalitza, so that this woman, number two, can get married to a coin. So what? So what? Okay, so required. Meanwhile, give her chalitza now, so she won't marry a coin. She'll marry somebody else, and maybe if that guy dies, she could marry a coin later on. Because you're afraid people will hear about her chalitza and they won't hear about the later announcement. You know, they, they got the first email, not the second one, right? They got the first announcement. Ba'amri, and they'll say, you're allowed to marry a because this lady got chalitza and now you're letting her marry a coin. So people, because, so because of that whole process, we're concerned about it. So we say, no, wait. Wait till you find out if number one had a baby or not. Don't do chalitza right away. You have to wait until you find it. Because if you do chalitza now, and it turns out you didn't need the chalitza, they'll have to make another announcement and say that this woman is not really a chalitza. And, 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 and you're afraid that people will not, will not all hear that. And they'll say, okay, it wasn't really a chalitza. She'll marry a coin. People say, look, a chalitza, a chalitza can marry a coin. And that's how far they go. Even a uh, chalitza is only to drop bunnings there because of uh, Grusha. Okay, but I'm going to chalitza a coin. Okay, that's, that's the second opinion. Tanan, we had the mission yesterday. It said like this, Nitli ben bin asayam, woman went overseas with no children. The assumption would be that what that um, if she, that if her husband died, um, yeah, so she can get married at least, right, right, right. But the concern is for the general, right, right. So the answer is the answer is the right, right. It's worth it for her personally. It's worth it for her personally. However, the rabbis were concerned about the general public. Here's a case where the public good took precedence over the individual rights. Because the public good would say people will misunderstand the whole Takana that Chalusa can't marry a coin. People will think that a Chalusa can marry a coin. Because of that, they made that Xero. The first opinion Zero is not concerned about that, obviously. Okay, but now the Gemara's got Skasha. Gemara's She went overseas with no children. The assumption was that if she, if her husband died, she could, she would, she would, she would, there were no children, she would fall Yibam. And she says, listen, I had a child when I was overseas, which was Ben Dibam, but the child died and then her husband died. No matter she's believed because she performs Yibam now, like the, she's going with the regular presumption. When she left town, there was an assumption of Yibam, and now she's also Yibam. Let's say she has Mace Let's say she said her husband died and then her son. 
she had a son overseas and she says, my husband died, then my son. So she puts from so she shouldn't fall even because she can't stand the brother-in-law maybe. So she's not believed, and in amount of, she's not believed because maybe she's just trying to get out of the brother-in-law. The Choshen of the Rebbe, we're concerned maybe she's telling the truth. For Chaletzis, let me see if I have to do Chalitza, not Yibam, right? Because she has to get Chalitza because maybe she's telling the truth. In, in, in other words, the Chaletzis, let me see if you don't do Yibam because maybe she's telling the truth, but you still give her Chalitza in case she's not telling the truth. But they can still also Adam. Maybe Adam will come, but Amri Kitakamra. Why aren't you concerned? Maybe Adam will say that's really the truth that her husband died first and then the child. In which case, there's no chalitza necessary, right? No yibam chalitza. Here also you have to announce it afterwards, and maybe there'll be people who saw the chalitza and didn't know that it was retracted afterwards, that the chalitza was annulled. Why aren't you concerned then? Um, Rapapa Papa says, that's speaking about a grusha anyway. She was already a gorish, so they're not going to be concerned. People say she can't marry Cohen anyway. When I had the son, we were in a cave. Nobody saw us, and the child, the, the husband died, then the son. In other words, there's no way, there's no chance for Aiden to come along and say that she's telling the truth. In other words, in that case, she's taka chalutza, and she'd remain a chalutza forever, and uh, they, wouldn't, they wouldn't retract or annul her chalitza. You have to worry about people who think that a chalitza could, uh, could marry a Kohen. There's no chance of it, either because she's a grusha, the first opinion. She's already a grusha, so she's, uh, she can't marry a Kohen. Or because there's no chance that Adam will come and confirm what she said. So all we're left is with what she said. She said, I went overseas. My husband died. And before he died, we had a son. And the son, the son died after my husband. So there's no yibam, but we're afraid. Maybe she's just saying that to get out of, uh, get out of her brother, get away from her brother-in-law. So we say, okay, maybe she's telling the truth. Maybe she's not. If she's not, she needs chalitza. So we give her chalitza, but maybe she doesn't really need chalitza. Well, too bad. The chalitza will never be annulled anyway, because she's number one, she's a grusha. So she's a grusha anyway, she can't marry Khan, or because there's no chance of Adam coming along. Listen to this case. Listen to this. Two brothers, Reuben and Shimon. Right? Reuben's not, not going to say Rachel and Leah because Rachel and Leah, we always said, are sisters, right? These aren't sisters. These are sisters-in-law. Listen carefully. Reuben and Shimon have, each have a wife. Reuben has number one. Shimon has number two. Now they both come. Each one comes. Number one, each says, my husband's dead. Number one says, her husband's dead. Reuben is dead. And number two says, her husband's dead. So what do you do over here? Now, each one, if only one husband died, the other one have to keep him. They're not sisters. So each, each brother, had he been alive, could marry the other one's wife. No children, right? So in this case, number one says her husband's dead. Number two says her husband's dead. You know what the rule is? Doesn't make any difference first. Each one is only believed about her own husband. She's not believed about about yeah, the other one, as far as the other one's concerned. These are one of the five women who are not believed. Your mother-in-law can't testify, your daughter-in-law, your sister-in-law. These are sisters-in-law, not co-wives for sure, but sisters-in-law are not believed. So number one is believed to say that her husband's dead if there wouldn't be a case of even she can get remarried or she can get married to number two. But number two's not here, uh, to number two's husband. But but she's not believed, number, she, number two cannot get remarried Based on the testimony of number one, what are they saying? Number one, there's only there's only two two brothers here at this point, Reuben and Shimon. Now, if they're both dead, they're both free. Both women are free to remarry, right? There's nobody else to marry. There's no there's no yapma over here. But no, even though number one reports that her husband's dead, that's good for her. 
But as far as number two is concerned, he's alive. Why? Because number two cannot rely on the testimony of number one. If Adam come along and say that he's dead, he's dead. But we're talking about number two wants to get remarried with Shuk now based on the testimony of number one, right? That her husband's dead. Number two knows her husband's dead. But what about number one? So she should have even with number, with number one's husband. Well, number one says that her husband's dead, that that's not good enough for testimony for number two because we're worried that maybe she's lying only to fool her sister-in-law. Each one is not free to marry Lashuk because of you can't because the aidus of the other one doesn't help for her. So they're both stuck. Let's say number one had Adam that her husband's dead. If number one had Adam that her husband's dead, then what happens? Number two is free to remarry. Why? Because number two herself says, My husband's dead. She's believed for that. What about, so she has to have even with number one. Yeah, but they're eight and one is dead. So number one is dead. Number The husband of number one is dead. Reuben and Shimon are both dead. She's free to remarry. But the one who has Adam, number one who has Adam that her husband dead, she's not free to remarry because what about what about number two's husband? She should marry number two, Shimon. Sure, according to number two herself, Shimon's dead, but that's not good enough for number one because we're not we're worried that she's just trying to cheat her, to fool her. The one who doesn't have Adam, number two, who has no Adam that her husband's dead. She, she knows her husband's dead, but she has no Adam, but she can get remarried Lashuk because there's Adam that number one's husband is dead. Let's say it's not a case of Adam. One has children. Oh, if number one has children, she's certainly free to remarry. There's no Yiva, right? She has not the freedom. Now, let's say there was another brother besides Reuben and Shimon. There were two other brothers, let's say, Levi and Yehuda. Let me keep it simple. They made Yiba. Let's say, <clears throat> what do we, we, we just say? They can't marry Lashuk because, because each one, in a regular case, if there's no Adam and no children, each one cannot rely on the other's testimony, right, to get remarried Lashuk because maybe the other one's alive. Maybe, number, maybe Reuben's alive. Maybe Shimon's alive. Reuben's wife knows that Reuben's dead. Shimon's wife knows Shimon's dead, but each one cannot testify for the other one. Okay, that's fine. So we said this, the Asud can't marry Lashuk. So what can she do? Make Yibum, right? Make him. Let's say there was, that. let's let's say, okay, let's say there's, Shima, there's Levi and Yehuda, and they made Yibum with Levi and Yehuda. And now Levi and Yehuda died. Levi and Yehuda died. They still can't get married. Why? Why can't they still get married? Lashuk. Because again, maybe Reuben and Shimon is alive, right? Reuben's wife knows Reuben's dead. Shimon's wife knows Shimon's dead, but that's not good enough for the test for either one, the other one. So Shimon's wife cannot get married to Shuk because maybe Reuben's wife, because maybe Reuben's alive. And and uh, Reuben's wife cannot get married to Shuk because maybe Shimon's alive. That's what Misha said. Even though, even though, even though they get even though they they married, they were their Miyabam already, they got married to Levi and Yehuda. Which, which indicates that, uh, that, that, they, that they know that they're dead, right? That they know that they're dead. Once they can marry to Levi and Yehuda, they can marry anybody now. In other words, it's Muslim to get married. Why? We'll see. Let's say number one and number, number, one and number two. Number one had children and there were eight of them that she was dead, that her husband was dead. So she for sure is free to marry. Right? So, Luzaban, stay with it. Then they're both motor to get married. Why? 
Number one can get married, Lushuk, why? Because she had children. She had children. And number two is free to marry Lushuk, why? Because there's Adam that number one was dead. So for, she knows her husband's dead, Shimon's dead, and there's Adam that number one is dead, so she's free to marry Lushuk. Okay. Nisyabmu, she get they may say even with Levi and Yuda, Umesu they still cannot get married. That's what the Mishnah said. Rashi says, there was Levi and Yuda, but Nisyabmu Shaisha Shamra Mace Bali to Siabam. She's allowed to marry because we're still worried the shuk, they can't marry the shuk because they're still worried about the case with Reuben and Shimon. Rabbi Lazar said, no, once you get married the shuk, once they married the Yivaman, they're free to marry. So now Rabbi Lazar, I'm a whole bit, Yivaman, I'm a whole bit, Rabbi asked this question, my time, why does Rabbi Lazar say that once these two women, number one and two, married Levi and Yehuda, they married the other, and then Levi and Yehuda died, now they can marry the shuk. You're not concerned about Reuben and Shimon anymore, they're concerned in the beginning of Why? Do they all know it? Sarah could give testimony. Maybe they hold different than our mission said. The Mishnah and Dafkuf Yedzayin said that that's one of the five women who you not believe, right? A, a Tzara, a Tzara, a co-wife, and these would be co-wives. The, the Yibam, they turn out to be co-wives. Rashi says, because now they're both falling Yibam. So they're both like Tzara. Does he disagree with the Mishnah? Because she wouldn't ruin herself. She wouldn't ruin herself. In other words, she's not going to ruin herself once she got married to Yibam. You could tell that she's that she that she's telling the truth, right? That her husband's really dead. What's the concern? That number one is lying, that her husband's not really dead, right? That's the concern. That's why she, that's why number two can get married, because maybe one woman's alive. Uh, but why would she marry Levi or Yehuda? Why would she marry Levi if her husband wasn't dead? If her husband wasn't dead, she's marrying her brother-in-law. While they're alive, that would be a terrible thing. So some just know once she married late, once they met one of the two, the two of them married Levi and Yehuda, that shows that they're really telling the truth. They couldn't marry their brother-in-law unless the husband died, right? They wouldn't do that. So maybe because what's enough Would you marry her off before she herself got married? In other words, does he hold that number one and number two are believed to tell about each other? Because the you can listen, to, you can agree, you can uh, accept the testimony of a tsara, or is it only because she wouldn't ruin herself once she gets married to Levi or Yehuda? Once one of one number one, let's say, gets married to Levi, that shows that her husband's really dead. If he hasn't, then you could rely on what she said because she wouldn't ruin herself, right? Uh, so the nafkmina would be if you believe her. So even if she didn't marry Levi or Yehuda, even if she didn't get married first, you would believe her as far as the tsara goes. If you say if you say you, that a tsara is believed about it. But if you say, yeah, if you say that a tsar can give testimony, her testimony is accepted for the, uh, for the co-wife, even though, even though she herself did not get remarried, she didn't prove that her husband's dead by getting remarried to his brother. Uh, so you'd still accept it because uh, she's believed. Uh, yeah, because she wouldn't ruin herself. If she got married already for Levi, so she proved that her husband's dead. Because otherwise, she, why would she marry? Why would she be over an Issacharis and marry her her husband's brother? Then But if she didn't get married, that's the question. We'll pick it up tomorrow, Mitzvah Well, we'll try to resolve it. The Gemara won't come out with a resolution. But that's the question. When Rabbi Lazar says that once number one and number two married Levi and Yehuda, and Levi and Yehuda died, are they still forbidden to get married Lashup because of Reuben and Shimon? Because you can't accept the testimony about one for the other. Or Rabbi Lazar says you could. 
Why? So they ask the question, does Rabbi Lazar hold that a tsara is believed to talk about her, uh, give testimony, and just like a woman says her husband's dead, she's free to remarry from it, even her co-wife also is, or, or is, is that why? And therefore, even if she didn't marry, even if she didn't marry Laban Yehuda yet, you just, she's believed, number one and number two is, is believed about the other one. Is that Rabbi Lazar's tsara, or is it only since, number one, Mary Levy, proving that her husband Reuben is dead. Otherwise, why would she marry Levy? She would be doing a forbidden thing. Once, once you, once she gets married, then you believe it for the tsara as well. That's the question that we have here. We'll try to resolve it tomorrow. Have a good day. Good.